well. Say Mac and Jesus. Yeah, Mac and Jesus. It's when Lightning McQueen becomes religious. He worships Mac and Jesus. The fact that we've started to ask real substantial questions about the Cars and Planes universe. Yeah, there's a Pope car, which implies that there is a car Jesus. Which is why we have Mac and Jesus. Mac and Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to the Depth to Distance podcast, where we break leadership down into actionable, bite-sized, learnable skills. This week, we are talking about how to not be a micromanager. And I know that sounds easy, but you've had them, you hate them. And if you're a leader, at some point, you've probably been one because most micromanagers come from a place of insecurity and wanting to do a good job. And unfortunately, when you want to do a good job and you don't trust your team, you don't trust yourself, a lot of times what you get is some sort of confusion around the military's idea of intrusive leadership and it becomes invasive leadership and then it becomes micromanagement. I know I've had a couple in my time one that was particularly bad, but turned out good because I met you. So surprise, we're bringing back the OG guest, my husband, Taryn, who served for, I don't know, somewhere between seven and 11 years, depending on how you calculate it, five years, two years, 35 years. It's like visiting a 7-Eleven in Japan. Oh, 7-Eleven. I was literally just talking to someone about how legit... 7-Elevens in Japan are. I have a patient who's visiting Japan and asked me uh, if I wanted anything, and I said Kit Kats uh, from Japan. (laughs) The first thing, I was like, Kit Kats, or you can get me some uh, red bean mochi. The Kit Kats in Japan are next level. Yeah. For real. Cherry blossom all the way. Matcha's pretty good. I was going to say matcha. Matcha might be it for me. Uh, We had an instructor at Supply Corps School with me who did her first tour in Japan, and every time we were talking about duty stations to the students, everyone would be like, Hawaii, hiking, surfing, ooh. And they'd be like, Washington, Seattle, coffee, Rainier. Uh, and then they'd just be like, San Diego. Great, everyone already wants this duty station. And then we would get to Japan, and it would be like her turn to talk, and she'd be like, so these ketchup packets at 7-Eleven are, oh, no. are so good. <laughs> and it was like... Engineering <laughs> just marvels. Next level. <laughs> Um, so this week we are talking about, like I said, micromanagers and more importantly, the skill of understanding how to delegate work, how to give work to, you know, your subordinates or the people you work with and let it go. And we're going to start with the thing I hated the moment I heard it. I've hated it every moment since. We've had many discussions about it, which is concerning, um, and it's trust but verify. What are your thoughts on um, trust but verify as a as an institutional? I mean, it's like a pillar of the Navy. The phrase trust but verify. Sure, uh, it's not just a pillar of the Navy. It's thank you, Ronald Reagan. Um, is that really where it comes from? Yeah. Trust but verified uh, Cold War with the Russians uh, and basically <laughs> nuclear weapons. Perfect. Which is basically Ronald Reagan saying, yeah, 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 we're still going to verify, which ultimately is the crux on this, is 
Trust but verify. It's an easy way for me to say, yeah, I trust you, but I don't trust but you. I don't trust you. Yeah. If um, I trust you, I don't have to verify. Like that being said, I've had people and I've, I've used this line, the trust but verify because there are people where it's just like, I don't really trust you. I don't trust you. <laughs> but that's what it always comes down to. The people that I use this with are the people where I'm like, look, I don't trust you. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I would say that. Well, I might say that to their faces. No, I'd tell them, I trust you, but I'm going to verify. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, it's like the backhanded, it's like a backhanded compliment. Oh, for sure. It's like, but I don't. Um, yeah, so I I suggest, my the framework that I really like for this is to replace trust but verify with explain and empower, which is basically you are going to do a bunch of prep work and then give everything necessary to complete the task to someone else. You're going to empower them with what they need to complete it. And then all of the rest of the emotional management to just sit, keep your mouth shut, and let it happen. Like, that's on you as a leader to put on your, your big boy, big girl underwear. Sure. And, like, sit with it. Because I think that's where a lot of leaders get lost is they cannot sit with the discomfort. And sometimes it's because their boss can't sit with the discomfort, right? And we're going to get into managing up when you have a micromanager boss um, next week. So that's a, a different topic. But the basics are when you are given a task and you're going to give it to someone else and you don't want to be a micromanager, who does? I mean, some people do but we won't get into that story. It's on you to explain the actual goal of the project. Like, not just the specifics, but how does it fit in into the larger scheme of the yeah. end goal. Then every specification that has, has to be met, not you want met, but like for real has to be met. You have to pass all of those along. Anything you need to consider the project complete and correct. And the timeline you need it on. And then from there, you have to provide them with enough time to do whatever you've asked of them with any tools like equipment, computers, software, consumables, any tool they might need. And then the authority to make decisions or direct others in the completion of the task. And the only like caveat on all of that is anything that you cannot delegate. Cause there are some things you literally cannot delegate, right? Like accountability for certain items. If you've like signed accountability for stuff, you can't delegate that. You have to clearly draw the line of their authority and say for these things, when you need them, you do have to come back to me. Sure. And then the last bit is that you have to work together to decide when they are going to bring you information whether that's when things change, when they hit certain phases, once a day, once a week, whether you do that on like a time or a progress thing is like up to you. And then you have to wait for them to bring you stuff and not constantly poke the bear. And then you got to make your boss comfortable, right? You have to say, look, this is what I've given them. This is the timeline. This is when I'll be able to provide you updates. Now we all just marinate in how uncomfortable this is and grow as humans. What do you think? You pulled some faces, so we've got feedback. It's just my face. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, a couple things like explain and empower. I think it's good. Uh, Alliteration is always good. Sure. If therapy has taught me one thing, therapy and the military for that matter, is that any kind of planning that you're going to have on it is, 
is going to have to go through reiteration. So I agree with the idea of providing the resources. The only problem that I see, so at least in this kind of initial discussion, is the first thing that came to mind was uh, like the known knowns, the known unknowns, and the unknown unknowns. Yeah, another <laughs> common phrase circulated around the military. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was the defense secretary, Donald Rumsfeld. But um, where do you store all of this information? <laughs> Right next to my car's comments. Yeah, so, you know, there are known knowns and blah, blah, blah. Un, uh, known unknowns and unknown unknowns. So, with regards to at least not becoming a micromanager, or in, in a case of, of micromanaging, there still has to be trust to your team and your individuals, because ultimately, you can think that you are going to provide all of the relevant data and all of the relevant resources and whatever but to a degree that is also a form of like micromanaging and setting up a task where it's like i'm going to lay out everything your markers are going to be measured within an inch your easel is already prepped your paint swatch is swath whatever is already set for you to just paint the rainbow um, but the truth of the matter is, is that like, you need them to also be able to like, shit, what tasks do I need here? What, what resources do I actually need to be able to accomplish it within my skill set and my means? So I think laying the foundation and laying the groundwork is, is essential. And then still providing time and then also providing to somebody to say like, hey, identify the resources that you also need. These are the things that I think you might need. I hope that I can, you know, provide that to you, but come back to me with what else you need to be able to get this done and we'll, we'll see what we can source. Well, and I think there's two things on that. One, I think part of that, of like the come back to me if you think of something else or whatever, I think that goes into those setting the boundaries on authority. Sure. Which is like, if you need other things that I haven't provided you, that should be one of those times that you reach out to me. Not if I think of something else, because if I think of something else and I come to you, we're back to micromanaging. Yes. We're back to you getting into my business. But if you think of something else and you're like, oh, I really needed, p pick a resource, right? Depending on rate, project, whatever. Sure. Then if you've already agreed, hey, if I need more money, more time, another person on this project, another piece of equipment, I'll come back to you then I as a leader can trust that if that comes up, you'll come back to me. And you, when you think of new things you need, know that that door is open without it having to be a, hey, do you need something? Hey, do you need something? Hey, do you need something? Right. Which is where, like, for me, one of the places I lose patience is, like, just give me a second. The other thing I think is that this exists on a spectrum. When you are new or the people are new or the project is new you got to tighten up on some of this. No one ever wants to be a micromanager, but probably more frequent check-ins, probably less authority delegated, right? Versus if y'all have been working together for a couple of years, they've never let you down. They're a great communicator. They've completed a bunch of projects. Like then, you, and you know, then, you know, yeah. then you, Fire sign, and forget you sign a bunch of stuff over. Yeah. And so I think People think it's either you're all up in their business or you're totally laissez-faire. 
neither of those is great, and there exists a spectrum in the middle, and that's where you should try and, and sit, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I agree. That's ultimately it right there, is that try to avoid being binary in your, in your, your thinking. You know, there's that, it's a grayscale. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And this all, like, huge caveat to this whole thing, sometimes it's not a grayscale. Sometimes sure. you have people and they are technically in a position of leadership and you don't trust them at all and you have good reason to feel that way. And then you're going to basically do their job and puppet the whole thing. And that sucks. Being a micromanager because you can't trust someone is awful. And I urge you to involve your leadership to move that person out as fast as you can and get someone better in there. Because there is no shortage of talented people who want opportunities in the military. So if you have someone who's not meeting the mark, doing the admin, doing all of the background work to move them out to get someone better in is, in my case, the worst six months of your entire life and will actually cause you to collapse in a hallway and have to be medicated in your bunk for three days because you haven't slept in like, I think it was five days at that point. But once they're gone and you have the better person in, whole world of difference. Okay, so the other thing is after you've given all of this over, you've set all of these norms, boundaries, whatever you want to call them, the next thing is on you to practice being uncomfortable, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? So part of it depends on the tasking, for one. Like, is this tasking that is going, you know, this goes back to one of your earlier podcasts where you discussed, is this tasking going to your XO, to your skipper? Is this going outside the lifelines of the command? Because then there's, there's different elements that, that are in play. Is this coming to you? Is this a project that is being reported to you? Because your communication components start to change. Who are you communicating to? And also, are you communicating fully the situation? Is this an opportunity for junior personnel to, to show growth and that you can then communicate, say, hypothetically to your XO? Hey, this is the situation. This is the project that we're working on. This is where we're at. These are the steps that I've taken, you know, working on it. We're going to see how they do. want to see how they swim. Let's roll. Is it coming to you where then it's just like, hey, you got to internalize all of those feelings <laughs> deep down and just bury just them right. Put them in a box. Lock the box. Yeah. Put and I think a lot of that is, for me, it would almost be easier to manage this if I was selling it to like my XO. I agree. <laughs> if, I, if I went to my XO and I was like, look, we both know that so-and-so, E6, whatever needs to grow. You gave me this project. I provided them all of this stuff and then I gave it to them. You want it on the 1st. I told them to bring it to me on the 29th. And we're all just gonna squeeze our butt cheeks and just like grin and bear it. And yeah. I feel like for me, what I am then delivering to my XO is like, see how I'm training this other leader I'm not even delivering you the project anymore. I'm delivering you the growth of a leader. And so for Man. me, for me, like, and that has one set of like anxieties. And if it's like a buck stops with me kind of thing, 
and the person is supposed to bring it to me, which basically means no one is risking anything except me, because if they mess this up, I'm going to have to work the late nights to fix it on some schedule, because there's always a schedule, is a whole different bucket of anxieties, and Mm. it's like... I would almost rather have to project confidence and sell this to the XO than just live with with my own decisions. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, though, that that also brings up an interesting point for me as I was thinking about it. I'm not advocating that you let people just drop and fail in situations, but you got to sometimes feel the consequences of your actions, both you for going out on this leadership role that might not have been the best plan or might not have been executed fully to task or might also be a good opportunity for somebody who's trying to execute this project to then see kind of the consequences of their actions instead of having their, you know, department head or somebody bail them out. And I think it's an important note here that this is not always senior rank to junior rank or officer to enlisted. So when I was with the CVs, we were going out to a field exercise and I was the assistant supply officer and buying all of the consumables that we needed was under my umbrella, in my purview. And we got all the way to Fort Hunter Liggett with no toilet paper. 600 people were supposed to be in the field for like weeks no toilet paper. It was going going to take us a very long time to get toilet paper. And I don't mean very long, like two weeks, but I do mean like people are, people have to use the head. <laughs> it was going to take longer than people were going to hold, hold it basically. And I had been given freedom to like run my little plan by my senior chief, by all of my LSs, um, and had done my best Right? Like, let's give Ensign Anderson her due. She did her best, even though her best came up woefully short. <laughs> and one of my second classes, who I would give a high five if I saw him randomly on the street every single time for the rest of my life because of this exact instance. Um, I'm panicking. I call my senior chief. I'm like, I'm just realizing we missed this major thing. And he kind of chuckles and is like, call LS2. And I call Ellis too, and he's like, walk over to this Tricon. Here's the combination to the lock. Open it up. Wall-to-wall toilet paper. (laughs) Um, And so, I mean, I think it's important to note that this isn't this learning experience, this giving things to someone and letting them feel a little bit of the squeeze. It's not always a rank thing. It's not always a department head to a a first-class thing or whatever. It's, It's an experience thing to a person who needs to learn thing. Because you best believe I think about toilet paper anytime I'm planning anything for the rest of forever now. And I think the important thing there is they didn't micromanage me. They didn't catch the mistake until I felt the squeeze. But also they had a plan so that no one suffered because of my idiocy. Not idiocy. My lack of experience. Mm. Right? It was just not something I'd felt before. It wasn't something I thought of. They covered it. Literally, they covered my butt. Uh, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Um, so that nobody suffered, but they did let me learn the lesson. Yeah. And I kind of love that. Like, they let me try, but they didn't let me fail. And yeah. I think there's a balance there. And some of that is, and this came up in the delegation thing, where it's like, 
if it has if it's due out you know on the first and you say okay you have complete control until this date that flex time is to cover everyone's butts yeah. right if it's something where the the consequences could be catastrophic sure and catastrophic obviously being a relative term but a lack of toilet paper falls under <laughs> catastrophic i think <laughs> even if you're eating mres you need toilet paper at some point that gum will get you. Might have bought yourself a couple days there, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gum will get you. So one of the things that I think is important is to remember that the project will not be completed the way you think, or mm. that it won't be completed the way you would do it. Because one experience that I've had with micromanagement was um, a boss who wanted every revision across their desk. Mm. They wanted to approve... The shade of every color, they wanted to approve every font, they wanted to, I mean, just every single decision. And it was like, you might as well be doing this yourself at this point. How do you deal with someone who does a project differently than you would do? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're more relaxed than me, so I assume more easily. Uh, Yeah, and some of that might just be personal experiences, too. Because when I was on the Destroyer, we had some bad times with regards to uh, a certain in-serve inspection. <laughs> and that was, that was a really painful experience. And there was a lot of instances of micromanagement uh, there. Mm. And ultimately, it was kind of being able to step back, even though I, I don't think I had, as a, a super, super junior officer the means to see the bigger picture but as much of the picture as I could see I could see that a lot of the tasks had competing interests and competing ideas would ultimately still get resolved that was an eye-opening experience for me in the sense that I was like okay hey uh there's more than there's more than one way to do this there's more than one way to skin a cat ultimately at least for me at, at times I appreciate you uh, thinking I'm more relaxed than you. Uh, that's, that's an outward projection. It is remembering going back to the, ori- the original problem. What is the problem? What was the task? Yeah. What, what do you need to be done? What needs to be done? And does the journey really matter too much? Sometimes it does. Yeah. But is it... If ultimately I need we need to get this objective um sure maybe we can go back in after action and be like hey these were spots that maybe we weren't as effective or we weren't as efficient but ultimately we still got the task done Um, yeah so it are we still on a good glide slope towards being there and then just sometimes you just gotta trust the process well and for me i I love the idea of the journey because (laughs) I have found it very helpful to think of this like driving somewhere. Yeah. Where it's like the exact route we take probably doesn't matter. Unless it's Google Maps being like, hey, do you want to take this turn here? It'll add an extra (laughs) hour and 20 minutes to your trip. (laughs) No, Google, I do not want to do that. Well, and I think that's why when you explain it, you say like, here's the limits. (laughs) Where it's like if someone comes up with a plan that is like way outside the bounds, like you do have to be able to. You got to set your lateral limits. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, sure. you gotta call it at some point. But it's like, look, if I would have taken the left and then the right, and you take, you know, 
you go straight and take a left, whatever. Right. It just, you have to just be like, as long as we get there and we get there before the deadline, that has to be a thing. Yeah. And then I think the flip of that is like, I live that passenger princess life a lot of the time. (sighs) And so for me, it's like, if you take a very strange turn that seems way out of where I think we're going... Like, I'll do the, hey, we're headed here, right? And sometimes you're like, yep, and I just have, I'm going this way. And sometimes it's like, oh, I forgot, right? Um, And so I, like, I think of that as a metaphor here where it's, because part of what I think of as this is, like, providing feedback, but only in the sense of making sure they understand the goal and the specifications. You don't provide feedback of, I would do it this way. You just say like, hey, we're headed to pick the kids up at daycare, right? And either you're like, yep, and we're going this way because I have to make a stop first, or we're going this way because it's pretty, or we're going this way because this song is good and I want to finish, like whatever. Or you're like, totally forgot, make a different turn. But the point is, it gives you the opportunity, like, if you really did forget or lose track of something, it's just like, hey, this is where we're headed. And if you know that, and you just, and, like, I've just lost my ability to be comfortable with it, you can just be like, no, I got that. This is, I I can explain. Yeah. And either way, both people are comfortable. But I think if you, if you think the person is off course at one of your check-ins, the goal is to clarify the goal <laughs> yeah and you know that's a great point too with regards to like this a lot of this conversation is like you know how to not be the micromanager but also the conversation should kind of bring up the point of when you are also being managed on a product project whatever it might be that maybe maybe you're working with somebody who is a micromanager maybe you're working with somebody who is a great um you know hands off and lets you kind of go through things but does some of these check-ins being on the receiving end of that too is you might need to go through a little bit of that that mental you know mental self-check where if they come in and are like hey just make sure that you know we're still on track for xyz or you know we're we're going to pick up the kids at daycare right and it's maybe they're instead of being like what the hell, I got this, like, of course, yes, I already do, you know, this is why, and blah, 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 and just recognize that they might be doing just a simple check-in, and that, that gives you an opportunity to say, hey, yep, I got it, this is uh, part of my plan. Well, and I think that's part of why I say, like, in the framework, you set up the check-ins beforehand, and you let the person bring information to you first, because if they bring something and it's wildly unexpected, you get the chance to like check your tone a little bit and just be like, hey, can you explain how this meets the goal we talked about? Yeah. Because then it doesn't become quite so invasive. It's just, hey, give me more information. And if the information doesn't satisfy you and you think that they're on the wrong track, be like, can you clarify how that gets us to the goal? And can you clarify what what you think I said the goal was, right? Is like the last step of like, we might be really wrong here. (laughs) Like we might be headed different directions because then you can say, oh, I see that you were trying to go for this. I I miscommunicated. I wasn't clear. We had a a breakdown. I need the end goal to look more like this. Do you need help adjusting that? Or do you, can you go from where you are and get to where I needed? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think if you start with that curiosity and move towards clarification rather than just immediately saying like, this is wrong, this doesn't work, whatever. Yeah. I think some of that kind of tone and communication nuance changes how that's perceived. Yeah. Without a doubt, that, that curiosity component is definitely essential throughout it. It's something that I struggle with on a day-to-day. Instead of making up the scenarios in your head, being curious as to, hey, explain your thought process there, or, and, and, and try to, you know, again, don't come across as like, explain your thought process because I think you're wrong. <laughs> um, no, it's just like, be curious. Uh, you know, Ted Lasso. Be Mul- curious, not, not judgmental. judgmental. <laughs> <coughs> Walt Whitman. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> this is, this is Be Wayne Curious, Gretzky. Not Judgmental, Walt Whitman, Ted uh, Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, Barbecue yeah. sauce. Barbecue sauce. The last part of this for me is being prepared to celebrate the wins. I think we treat like pat on the back good job or like the task is done as its own reward a lot and especially if you are early in the leadership building process trust building process delegation process having a distinct plan to recognize and celebrate autonomous work oh man it's huge though because oh no it's massive i think like and it drives me nuts in the military (laughs) Because you have, I'm going to pick a fight with 05 and 06 is because, yo, you can give awards left and right. <laughs> and it, there's no, it's not like you have a finite resource of them. It's not like you're trading on, you know, the Monopoly board. <laughs> give out some awards, man. It means a lot. The military is built around these things where they can do these awesome, like, they'll do backbreaking work and bust their butt for you. And then they'll be, like, super stoked for a ribbon. And no, it's just like, good job. Pat on the back. And it's just like, man, you know what would have been really good at that point? A nam. A spot nam. That would have been cool. Did not realize I was putting the quarter in the jukebox. Oh, you got to listen to the song. The O6s should give out more nams. (laughs) Drives me nuts. It's like, the first time I was like, how many of these, like, can you only give out per year? Oh, I can give out as many more. What? Give out more. I mean, you have to make them. You have to make them worth something. No, but I, I think yeah. at whatever level you are, if people are in fact executing autonomously, you do have to have a plan to recognize yeah. that. Yeah. If it's the person who really ran the show, maybe you have the real conversation about an award, right? And for me, it's like, whatever that is, it should put points towards towards their advancement. And this right. is something different across the branches. But in yeah. the Navy, like that Nam. It can really be make or break for them making the next rank, right? Flocks, whatever else. And for me, that like that rubber meets the road where you could get them rank and rank equals money and opportunity. And it's like, that's where you should be. And if you can't do that, there are, or it's a smaller project or whatever, there are other ways, whether it's liberty whether it's a school they want to go to, whether it's the 1MC oh, announcement, whatever that is. But this goes back to, like, talk to your people, know your people, know what would actually be meaningful for them. 
Because if it's somebody who, like, lives in the barracks, doesn't know a lot of people yet, and, but really wants to go to, you know, go to college online. Yeah. A 72 might not be as valuable as the CO endorsing their TA package. But if it's someone with a family who just really wants to go camping and, like, you know that that's where their time is, like, how yeah. you reward them should be personal to the person. That's a great point. And, and I think that getting to know your people in that regard what might matter to them is good. And I think that's something that I lacked uh, for a number of years when I was junior. Yeah. It made me think your uh, reward component, too. There was a, a J.O. at my old man who... He used to, you beat him on the PRT, you get the day off. But he was pretty quick. He was Uh a fast guy. (laughs) He was faster than pretty much everybody, like, at the command. And I say pretty much everybody. Um, And so none of his guys got time off. And I always thought it was kind of a dickhead thing to do. Yeah. The way it was presented. Don't make it impossible. So for a while there, I might have worked on my cardio enough to be able to beat him on the runs. So it worked? No, he was the same rank as me. He did not have anything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but was it just to demoralize him? Partly. And then I, uh, because we also had some of the same sailors, uh, I would give them uh, time off. <laughs> anyway, because I was like, you guys did fantastic. Time off. Nobody is pettier. Like, hot take running community of the world. No one is pettier about running than the military. Yeah, but no, so I think there's there's something in there about rewards where it's like they have to be achievable. Making yeah. them impossible is no fun. It has to be something that matters to your people. And I think people talk about time off, and time off is... Motivated. I am also liberty motivated. Most people are liberty motivated. But it's not necessarily number one for everybody. Yeah. Right? Some of those things, a school, a collateral, college, whatever, um, an endorsement on a package, right? Yeah. You, you have to know your people. And you shouldn't dangle it like a carrot where it's like, if you do this, we'll do that. But you should have that plan. And if you're selling it to a boss, if you need your CO to approve something, that should be part of your selling it to them. Is like, yeah. I've given them this challenge. If they meet it, I would like us to take this risk on them or give them this privilege or whatever because I think this shows that they're worthy of it and I think that's much more meaningful than saying like dance and we'll give you you know a carrot like I think that's worse that's fair same idea slightly different application um okay so we're gonna get to the actual challenge it hopefully it won't take us too long because we're really just gonna go through the checklist all right, but I'll read the I'll read the description first. So you oversee the command fitness leaders at your unit. Insert whatever the other branch equivalent is here, right? But the people that the fitness bosses. Recent assessments have shown that the current physical fitness program is falling short and the CEO wants a new plan for getting everyone ready for the next fitness test, All right? Your division just got hit with a schedule change, like your actual division, not your collateral, and you don't have time to do this right now. You need to let one or two of the CFLs figure it out. And in the past, you know they've been annoyed at how involved you get in the program. Which, fact, over-enthusiastic officers in every collateral forever. You promise to work on it and give them more autonomy. Now's the time to try it. The CEO needs the new plan by next week. Alright, so you have a week to get this set up. Propose something to the CEO. And we're going to go through kind of the checklist of how not to micromanage this. 
so that you can focus on your division, which is the ultimate benefit. Is it actually frees up your time too yeah. to do other stuff. And also your people are happier because they aren't being micromanaged. So you have other stuff you have to do. So you're going to have this meeting, you're going to give them all this info, and then you're going to let it ride. Send it. All right, so let's explain. How are you going to explain this to them? We need the goal of the project. Sure. So, I mean, I think I'm talking straight up. Honestly, in this scenario specifically, they're probably already aware. Yeah. They were the, pro- they were the ones who reported to the CA. <laughs> Everyone's going to fail the PRT. <laughs> hey, we had X amount of failures. We have X amount of sailors who are on, you know, uh, FEP, Fitness Enhancement Program. Or they did a mock PRT and they know how many people, like they yeah, know. Yeah, they're, in this particular situation, yeah, they're going to be pretty familiar with the goal of the project. You know, specifications required for the final deadline, they might also have a good good idea on. But I think between, you know, yourself and uh, potentially as like a representative for the CEO or from the CEO directly, hey, we're at X percentage of personnel on the fitness enhancement program or failures whatever it might be we need to get this number up to down well down so <laughs> <laughs> the rookie numbers you gotta pump those pump numbers, those numbers up. up we need to get the failures down um or the pass rate up however you want to yeah and i and <clears throat> sometimes there might be like intermittent goals and you might have to involve other people where yeah. if it's like a height weight thing Hate to say it, you might have to talk with food service about what they're putting on the lines. Yeah. And yes, I hate to break this to people, at least in the Navy, we consider when the fitness tests are, when we produce food, because not surprisingly at all, we see like more vegetables and more lean proteins being eaten. And then as soon as we do the fitness test, we see more carbs and more desserts. <laughs> so you have to you have to know what are what are the command's goals? Is it tied to something, right? Is there a base award? I don't know. I don't think fitness goes into the battle E, but maybe maybe it does. Maybe there's a cutoff. Sure. Right? Like you have to know what those absolute cutoffs are. And then for specifications, you also have to know like, okay, what is the CO willing to commit are they willing to say every department head has to cut out an hour during working hours are they willing to say you know every friday we're going to cut out at three and do command pt that's some of those specifications or like how if, if you want something you have to give us the resource to do it what what do you have for me to work with here and in this particular situation too like to your point there are resources to work on this, some of this is going to be authority. Yeah. What authority do the CFLs have to be like a different discussion for a different day with regards to the quality of command PT and some of that. But, you know, are we going to mandate everybody is present time? Zero six. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it might be. At least, you know, what a, however, pick a, pick a metric or pick a number that you want. Yeah, three days a week, everyone has to be here at zero six, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, uh, and we're going to, you know, do arm circles or something like that. <laughs> well, and I think this is where some of the nuance comes in, which is if you say zero six three times a week, you're micromanaging. Yeah. You are providing the answer, not the goal. If you say, I am willing to adjust either 
when everyone has to be here or when they can leave or meal hours, you know, whatever else you need, bring me the plan. But we need like three days out of the week or something. Or, or we but, need some days out of the week. Or nothing. Just justify your plan. Yeah. But we. But the goal is this, and I can support up to four hours a week, or I can support up to three times a week, but whatever it is, like those are the bounds you're putting on it, and you can't get too specific, right? Because yeah. now you're solving the problem for them. Sure. Which not only is micromanagement, doesn't help them become better planners, better leaders, right? And the other thing you got to is really moves into empower. So before we do that, we're just, we're going to explain, which is like deadlines, right? So the first deadline is when they owe it to you. The second deadline is when you all owe it to the CO. And then the third deadline is execution of the project, right? Which is going to be from when the CO approves it through the next fitness test. Yeah. But you have to include those in how you, how you give this information out where it's like, I need you to get me, me this answer here. We're going to take it to the CO together here. We're going to execute it until the PRT, and then we're going to adjust fire from there kind of thing. All of that needs to be included when you pass the explain, when you pass the information. And then you move on to empower, right? So this is where you get them the physical resources, you get them the personnel, you get them the decision-making authority. Which is, yeah, and that's what you were talking about. Like, I hit on that a little bit with regards to, like, some of that authority component in the scenario where it's, hey, no, you're going to be at Command PT or you're going to be at the base gym, at, at least on this time, doing these things, you know, to improve scores, whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. So and giving that authority sometimes is, is, is essential. And I think some of that goes to, in this case at least, it's like, where do you need support? Because yeah. it's like, if you're only doing this for the people who are on FEP or who failed the mock PRT, then it's like, I need the authority to coordinate with the department heads, the department chiefs to arrange these people's work schedules to allow for the extra fitness time. If it's for everybody, then it's, I need the authority to participate in those high level meetings where we decide ship schedules because I need this to be considered part of ship schedule. Yeah. Do I need to be at like PV for T or... Whatever Planning board be. for training for everybody else. The the creme de la creme of scheduling meetings. The, the awesome Excel spreadsheet. Oh, we're on Outlook now, baby. <laughs> Whatever. So cool. Excel yeah. power users. And, and part of that authority, like for this, one of the things that I thought of is like, so what's the punishment if someone skips? Because if I'm a first class and the CFLs are second classes, or if I'm an LT and the CFLs who are executing this are first classes. And it's like, what are you going to do if I don't show up? Yeah. And it's like, uh-oh, I've been imbued with the power of the CO. I'm going to report you to the CO, and everyone who skips gets whatever, right? Extra duty. Has to report to the CO state room and explain sure. themselves. Whatever it's going to be. Yeah. This could be as simple as like a list of names that were supposed to be there, and that goes after every, you know session that was supposed to be to the co the hit list is not good the hit list email is not a good email and then you know the xo basically (laughs) choose butts for you choose butts xo says okay cool you know everybody who wasn't there that was supposed to be there gets to you know come report to the xo state room never a good one mc (laughs) your presence is requested in (laughs) versus 
Report two. Report two. The nuances of the one MC. Oh, so good. Makes the butt pucker. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I think that's where a lot of the empower comes from is who who's approving what you what workout you do. Give yeah. that to your CFLs. Empower them with the, those decisions, right? If they've been through the course, then they've be they've been omnidomnied. If for muster, right? For accountability, you want to pass down as much as possible. And then if the enforcement of that is just is not going to fly, pick the right level. And then it's just I'm just passing the word to the person who's going to make you stand by to stand by. Yeah. Right? I think that becomes a lot of it. And then next is communicate, right? So you as the person who's delegating this to your CFLs, you have to decide how often are you getting updates in what format? And this is some of what you said, which is like, if they lack something that they need, is that one of the times you want them to come to you? Do you want them to wait until they were supposed to update you? Whatever. Yeah. Do you want them to figure it out? (laughs) And just bring you a plan or do you want them to bring you the question? And again, this is one of those things that exists on a spectrum. How comfortable are you? How comfortable are they? Where are you at in trusting each other? And that's where you're going to make those decisions. If they're experienced CFLs, then I'm going to be like, update me if this is due in a week. Update me in three days before we leave for the weekend. Bring me your final plan the day before we have to take it to the CO. If you need anything, give me a call. Yeah. And, like, that's going to be it. And I think that the updates, probably the before weekend update, I'd probably even just say, like, hit me up with an email before you go home for the weekend. Sure. The final update's going to be in person. Yeah. Because I think there's, like, levels of formality and, like, synchronizing. An in-person meeting where everybody has to sync their schedule and sit down and, like, you know, around the table is much more formal. Where it's, like, if I trust you and we're at that point... And it's like, hit me up with an email. Sure. And, you know, and I'll check it before I go home. And if I have questions, I'll let you know. And short of that, have a good weekend. Yeah. The goal for me, it feels like to get it as asynchronous and informal as possible. That's high level trust. Asynchronous and informal. And dial it back as necessary. That seems right. I like that. Yeah. After that, so how are you going to manage challenges? And again, it's like, if you don't trust them... Anytime something changes, bring it to me. Call me. Text me. The trust would verify. Yeah. If you do trust them, then it's like, if you think you can handle the challenge, do it. If you need something from me to either clarify or solve the challenge, let me know. Yeah. And sometimes that's like a a situational update, you know, situational awareness kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, if you feel like you can handle it and you got it under control and no worries... I do ask that oftentimes in some, some situations where it's like, just clue me in on it later on. Make your decisions and then shoot me the email. Hey, yeah. we made this change. Yeah. These yeah. are the things that we did. Okay, cool. You know, Back, that way like... Backfill. Yeah, exactly. That way it's like, you know, if you're walking down, you know, passageway or something like that and the exo is like, hey, what about this thing? And you're just like, I just got punched in the face. Yeah. Surprises are bad. Almost always. The last two things, right? Manage up and then recognize the effort. And I think manage, how, how would you manage up in this situation? This is a do out to your CO and like your sell to the CO is basically like, I'm turning this over to everybody else. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, some of that b- becomes setting the, di- you know, setting the deadlines, 
reiterating uh, any of the CO's goals for going back, going back through it, going to the top for you, down, and managing up. You know, reiterate what the goals of the project were, clarify any questions that you might have from the CO if they have anything specific that they want in this, that way that yeah. you're communicating out, what the CO's deadlines are, and then if you have any lacking things where, you know, if your intent is still to to delegate this out, which I think is understandable and reasonable, especially to the subject matter experts, are you identifying shortfalls that you might have that say, you know, hey, that deadline's kind of tight. I don't know as though we're going to be able to do it. Can we give it an extra couple days or something like that to get this project out? Or, you know, being yeah. able to, if depending on your situation. So being preemptive being proactive on what those points that you've identified with regards to explaining empowering and communicating up to the CEO. yeah and i think probably for me the most important thing you said there because this is going to come up in managing up this week which is like if you can clearly articulate to your boss that you understand the goal the final project their specifications, their needs, whatever, their deadlines, that is how they will trust that you have communicated that clearly down. And if you explain, not just I've turned this over and leave it at that, because I think for me, usually if someone said that, I'd be like, so you're lazy? So, so you're potting this you're off? So I, this? you're not doing this at all? But again, Why I think if you say, you I'm providing oversight but I'm giving this primarily to these other people to develop them as leaders, to give them a chance to understand the process, whatever what, else. What would you say you, you do, do here? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. we, I have instituted, you know, some limits. No, I'm going to be doing some check-ins. I have that part under control. I think if you can prove you have it under control and that you understand what the final goal is, that's how you get that buy-in. And then once you have the buy-in, that's when you say, and the people that I've put in charge of this, the things that matter to them are X, Y, Z. So when this works, I'd really like your support in providing them with X, Y, Z to underscore how good of a job they did, how important this was, reinforce them taking the initiative, you know, going above and beyond, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's how you get kind of that buy-in from above. How would you feel as a boss if someone came to, came to you and said, I delegated this all down, but don't worry, there's a plan? <laughs> uh, when you put it that way, <laughs> it's kind of like... Hmm. We're back to puckering. It's one of those like moments for me to be like, don't be a micromanager. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's it's a managing. great opportunity. We're all managing our own discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Great opportunity for me to be like, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this is one of those parts where you have to be like, and then we did an ice bath because we're learning to breathe through the pain. (laughs) (laughs) And now, welcome to our gym bro podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I mean, I think that's what it is, which is like, if you're trying to develop the leaders subordinate to you, it becomes on you to make the leaders above you that you're subordinate to comfortable. And sure. usually that means over communicating because if you're just like, don't worry, I got this. Like that's when everyone's like, do you <laughs> narrator? They did not. They did not. <laughs> but if you're like, I, I hear you, I can repeat back 
what you want and need. I have also repeated it to my people. I've yeah. given them authority. I will bring you any changes or I will bring sure. you any challenges. Yeah. I think, and as a bonus, like they get whatever the reward celebration is and you've built social currency, you've built trust, um, sure. and you've developed leaders who can be trusted with more and more and more autonomy as time goes on, Yeah, which will make them happier and also make your life easier. It's a win, 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 win. The rare quadruple win. Or <laughs> the the uh, quint- quintuple win. win. <laughs> well, I don't think you can end on a better note than a quintuple win. Yeah, maybe an octagonal win. Uh, uh, octagonal? Octagonal. However you pronounce that. Sure. <laughs> well, thank you for coming back on the pod. Happy to be here. As always, if you have any feedback on the podcast in general or this episode if you disagreed wholeheartedly with something we said and i know at least one two star is listening to this so sir feedback if 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 we got something wrong uh (laughs) please let us know the podcast and the substack are as always free and openly available because it's a labor of love for me to provide information to people that want it need it um, as a resource that I feel like I could have used as a junior officer. And half the time, the research I do for the Substacks is information I could still use. So we're all growing together. And the best thing you can do to support is listen, subscribe, and share with people that you think would find it also interesting or useful. Anything before we go? I was going to ask you, what do you got to plug? I don't have anything to plug. You got to have a plug. I don't have any plugs. Do you have any plugs? I mean, I don't know how many physical therapists listen to your podcast. APTA CSM in Boston, yeah. You can come visit if you're a physical therapist. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? Exactly. It's like Mark and Derek are out there like, <laughs> we know what you're about. <laughs> That's like, pump me on punch in the air. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great week and... Depending on when you're listening to this, check out or hope you will check out in the future the Substack about managing up so that you can help make your bosses comfortable with all the fun new things you're learning in case you're not a micromanager anymore, but they still are. (laughs) Have a good one, guys.